Welcome to Conscious Humans, the podcast. I'm Julie Iverson, a marriage and family therapist in California and a coach and healer for people all around the world. This podcast is for beings going through the awakening and ascension process and trying to figure out how to heal while operating in this crazy game we call life on earth. It's been nine months since the release of episode one, so if you are here again, or for the first time, thank you for giving this space a shot. My intention for this podcast is to normalize the experiences we're all having while offering some tools, tips, and tricks that can be helpful for healing. Episode two is about healing long-held beliefs about being unworthy of love, uncared for, or too much through internal family systems or parts work, as well as some spiritual techniques, including Reiki and tapping that have been enormously helpful in my own healing journey. I'll walk you through some work that I did around these long-held beliefs and the injuries and model the tools that I used for my own healing recently. I hope this is helpful, sending you so much love. I'm thankful that you are here on this journey with me. Okay, so today is September 27th of 2021, and I have been in an intense season of processing and healing um, that feels like it's come to the culmination in the last few days. And what has come through in the last 72 hours, 48 hours, has been so magical and transformational that I wanted to share it, as I said in the intro. Um, So I want to give you a little background of what got me to the place um, I'm at and where the practices I put into place to get where where I got. I have been really working on managing and being in control of my mind, my mood, and my energy. Not in the way of I am suppressing emotion or spiritually bypassing any of my thoughts or reactions, but instead being conscious in every moment that I get to choose what my experiences are and that there are infinite truths about every situation. So I can always choose something that feels a little bit better or that serves me in my mindset and really practicing gaining self-mastery in a lot of different ways. But I've been really um, struggling (laughs) at the same time. Uh, You try to learn these skills and um, I will say things went phenomenally well for quite some time and, and the growth was wonderful and so enjoyable. And yet um, the things that I had stronger, more um, deeply held beliefs about started to present themselves. And I had to not only do the work of, you know, day-to-day mood and mindset, but then had to start looking at some of the more intrinsic beliefs about myself. And what this looked like for me has been um, playing around with the parts of myself that are the masculine, the feminine, and the inner child. So I've been doing all of this work and 
really realizing that even though I, I believe on, on the 24th, which would have been um, Friday, I, I wrote, I, I journaled, or um, it's kind of like a diary. Uh, I write <laughs> to my spirit guides or my source um, that I was reminded of my own magic and power and joy and glory, and that I still found myself, my mind specifically, wanting to fixate on a sense of rejection, a story about how I will be rejected or I have been rejected, um, and that that was taking up so much space, even though I was intentionally doing the work to, to give space or make space for all of the beautiful things inside of me, inside of my experience, um, and really practice gratitude and stay grounded in it. These um, these intrusive thoughts about my own, uh, the inevitability of my being rejected or that rejection is all that I will experience were really loud that day, have been kind of loud the last couple of weeks especially. So I made it through that night, <laughs> got through the next um, days, kind of told my spirit team or source that I don't want to engage in these behaviors, these thought patterns anymore, um, but that I needed help in the letting go of them. And the next day had the inspiration um, or divine guidance to journal out what I believe. Um, So I, I made space to write out everything I believe about the triggers that were happening in my life. And I had to get really honest about that I'm too insecure, that I failed, that um, things will never get better, um, that those belief systems were, were, were deeply seated in me. And then I had to ask myself where they came from. I'm someone who, as a therapist, I've learned to map the cycle of my thoughts, feelings, actions. So it was intrinsically easy for me um, to do that. So that's what I did first. I, I, it was helpful for me to say like, okay, what is my cycle? Like, what am I feeding into behaviorally? Um, what are my thought patterns? And how, like, how am I keeping this circle, this cycle alive? Um, but I think if you can't do that, that's okay. Um, what was more valuable long-term was asking myself why those thoughts, that cycle exists. And for me, it came back to having to fight for the love and attention of the masculine figure in my life in childhood. Um, And I was able then to distill it down to like, oh, my inner child is the one feeling never good enough and unworthy of love or unworthy of things going right. And my divine masculine is the one who's feeling really rejected and hurt right now. And those are showing up in this situation. Um, They're presenting themselves in this current situation, but they are absolutely not something this situation has given me. They have been inside of me my entire lifetime. They have been inside of me um, from the moment I was conscious of any type of rejection or resistance from the masculine figure in my life. So I've gotten that far. I've identified the feelings. I've identified 
um, my cycle and I've identified why the cycle exists, where it came from. And then because of that was able to say like, oh, my divine masculine's feeling this way. My um, inner child feels this way. I had done the divine feminine work. I, I had done a lot of healing around my father. I've been working on it my entire childhood and um, young adulthood. And I didn't realize that I wasn't done. <laughs> Honestly, I was very surprised when this pattern that arose tracked back to him because I'm like, oh, I thought I thought we had done this. But um, it, I realized that it was there were parts of me that were still holding on to injury and that those parts needed their own space for healing. And I would just encourage you to check in with yourself um, or not be shocked if things come back around and need to be healed at a different level or in a different way than before, because perhaps a part of you didn't receive the space and healing that they needed the last time you went through that process. So I just want to normalize that for you. It's really common. Um, when, when I was in grad school, one of my favorite professors said, if you miss something big the first time, don't worry about it. There's no question that it will come back around. It's like a merry-go-round of problems. You can always hop on at the next pass. And that is absolutely uh, incredibly true about human beings. Um, our core beliefs about ourselves, our core problems will manifest over and over and over again until we have solved them in every facet that we can, I believe, which is both discouraging and encouraging. So the completion of the first night ended with my writing letters of love. And really, I used the Ho'oponopono prayer as the structure for my letters because it's just something I use almost daily in my, in my healing practice. And I asked for their forgiveness, for each of those parts' forgiveness. And so I worked through those pieces and, and said, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And um, it was incredibly powerful. I will say I felt like during the time that I was, I was talking with my inner masculine or writing to my inner masculine, I felt like my dad showed up and tried to justify or my mind tried to bring some honoring of my father over myself into my awareness and I had to work around that a little bit of like, I kind of said to my brain or to my dad or whatever your belief system is, um, that now wasn't the time, <laughs> like that, that that wasn't the, the content. Um, he's been dead for almost 10 years and I honor him all the time. And so I didn't need to save or protect him from anything, but I needed to make space for the truth of my inner masculine and allow for different stories to replace what I had been believing for, for far too long. I say that just because if you yourself are doing work um, or parts work, there may be resistance from different parts. Obviously, my father and my mother are each internalized pieces of me. Um, I have their voices in my head and I could so easily have a conversation with either of them at any time in my mind. Um, so 
it it's how we are created. We create little tiny pieces of all of these experiences or um, concepts. So you may have resistance that comes up. That's okay. It's normal. And it's important, important, important to create safety and boundaries for the part that is injured and hurting at that time. And then you can go back and attend to the other part. I, I did. Um, you may not want to or have the space to, but you can attend to the part that that was the intrusive thought if you have the space for it, because that too is an injury inside of you that will need some healing, some honoring. So that was pretty huge in and of itself. Identifying these deep, deep deep-seated beliefs about myself that were showing up despite all of the work that I have done in my lifetime, they're still showing up or they were still showing up. And then writing letters of apology to the pieces of me that were holding those beliefs and really working them through to find easier or just things that served me more, um, beliefs that will help and empower me going forward instead of keeping me in fear or anxiety. So that's where that night stopped. And that could be the end of this recording. (laughs) As quickly as I explained it, that is a ton um, for someone who doesn't already do this work on the regular basis. So if already you're flooded and overwhelmed by what I just explained, that's okay. (laughs) That's not abnormal. Please understand, I went to grad school and have been practicing therapy and healing and awakening for 10 years. So what I just explained may be something where you're like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm awakened. I've been in my own therapy and I've done a ton of that myself. Or it may be something where you just haven't and that's okay. And it does not mean anything that you have or have not done uh, that specific type of work. And if you're flooded or overwhelmed by it, that's normal. You're not bad for feeling that way. And I just want to uh, take a second, honor that. But this next part is where the juicy work really came in, where the real transformational stuff happened for me. I woke up the next morning after having written those letters and doing that work. I woke up and I was in a mood and an energy that I didn't recognize. I I felt a little bit gritty, but not in a bad way. Um, and I, I really do not think I have words for what I was experiencing yet. So I wake up, I'm not feeling my normal self. I do all of my normal things because I know that they can help put me in a better mood or in the mindset that I want to start my day in. And I just felt like I needed movement. I needed the blood flowing through my body. And then I'm doing that. And so my hair had grown out so much and I had been thinking about going to a barber and getting it shaved and getting a pattern. But I immediately picked up my scissors, my barber scissors, like actual hair scissors. And I cut that. It was this impulsive thing that as I was doing it, I remember being a child, like was having the visceral memory of being a child and feeling that fire rise up inside of me and needing to cut my own hair and cutting. I cut my bangs at the time and taped them to the bedroom door. And it felt like empowerment and rebellion at the time. And I felt alive and on fire. And I remember that feeling viscerally happening as I was cutting my hair on Sunday and just feeling myself tap into that childhood memory. 
and then um, hopped onto TikTok and I only allowed one TikTok to come up. So the first TikTok that came up was a healer who was talking about doing releasing and fire ceremony specifically. And when I heard him talking about using fire to release, I was like, yes, I absolutely have to do that today. But I had this um, conflicting desire to get ready very quickly and go to the beach. And something told me I had to do the fire ceremony before I left for the beach. So I went ahead and grabbed the um, paper that I had written the night before about those beliefs that I had held for so long and literally just lit them on fire in my bathroom sink (laughs) with my hair and let all of that burn and felt again that empowerment that that feeling of my authentic self coming through again and so i was very interested in like i'm in this mood i I don't know quite what's going on i'm feeling really feisty i'm feeling really impulsive i'm feeling really connected to old memories of myself and i get in the car to go to the beach and um i'm driving and i'm like i need to make a message a TikTok, about what i realized because i know that i'm not the only person whose parents have made them feel unloved or not good enough. As I said that to myself, I realized that I was in my fire energy. Um, I have two of my major placements, two of my major astrological placements are fire signs. And then I have, um, I have three placements in Aries. Like I'm, I'm a lot of fire and it was not acceptable in my family. Um, my fire was not a good thing. And I was taught at a very young age that that wasn't okay. And so, yeah, I just, I had a lot of shame. And even now, as I'm like saying this, more memories are coming up um, in my chest and solar plexus of um, just how much I was told that I my fire was not acceptable. And so I, I put a damper on it. I, I turned it off as much as possible and lived out of, you know, I, I'm also an air sign. So I lived out of my mind for a very long time. And only, you know, in my awakening and healing journey have I really started to reclaim some of my fire, but still to the extent that I woke up and was in my own authentic energy and did not recognize it. Like I did not know my own fire and what it felt like in my body. I did not have a sense of it so that I could really feel and recognize what was going on. That some part of me had been reclaimed and revealed and that I had woken up with it alive in me again. And realizing that, realizing that as I drove only made the message that much more important. I really wanted to create a TikTok. And so I created a video instead. I often will do this so that I don't forget content of what I'm going to say and then kind of like the draft version, but I didn't do it in TikTok. I just do it on my phone. That if your parents, specifically parents, but really anyone in your childhood ever made you feel like a part of you, any part of you or or even the whole of you was unacceptable or unlovable. It needed to be stopped or hidden or turned off. I want you to know first and foremost that I'm sorry and that they were wrong. 
That part of you is intrinsically lovable. That part of you is absolutely worthy. It's a good thing. That part of you is a good thing. Maybe you didn't have the tools to exercise it in a socially appropriate way as a child. You didn't have the programming yet, but that doesn't make it bad. It just makes it something that they couldn't tolerate. And that's on them. That's their fault. Their thoughts, their feelings, their emotions are their responsibility. And I'm sorry, especially as a child, that they made it yours. I got the vision of us as kids holding mirrors up. And so as they're saying, that's not okay, you're not good enough, you'll never be good enough, which was a message I heard from like every teacher and and in every teacher parent conference was, you know, kind of the same message of you're not good enough, um, which just really reconfirmed the message of, oh, okay, that's more work I'm going to have to do. That's excellent. Sorry, I was going to say that reconfirmed the message that my mother told me, but she was also the one who told me that that's what my teacher said, because I was not present in those parent-teacher conferences. She was. Cool. Cool. So I may have to re restory those experiences. That may not be what my teachers had to say about me, but that's what she could hear. Um... That's fun. Anyway, okay, sorry, I apologize. Um, if they were saying that you're not good enough, if they were saying that you're not lovable or that a part of you is not lovable, they were talking to themselves. They just were. They were saying that some part of you was making them uncomfortable and their discomfort is not something that they're willing to look at or work through. And so even though you have just pointed out to them something that makes them feel not good enough or not good, period, they're going to give that to you and say, no, you're not good. I may be the one feeling not good, but you are not good for making me feel that way. And that's just not true. That's just not true. You can't make anyone feel any way. That's not how it works doesn't mean that you weren't a challenge or that you didn't do things that perhaps you shouldn't have done, but they are absolutely 100% responsible for their thoughts, their feelings, and their actions. And if they ever told you that you are not good enough or unworthy, it just was not true. Every part of you is worthy. Every part of you is good enough. Every part of you is lovable. It's who you are and you, it is who you have always been. So I'm driving to the beach and I make that message and it feels really powerful and it's sitting in my body and I'm just allowing that to be. And I go and I embrace being in the water. I go into the ocean for a little bit. Um, I'm in Northern California, so it was like 20 degrees. So it was not, I, I put my feet in, but um but it was a reminder of myself and my passions and who I am and um, a reclaiming of myself in that moment. And then I get in the car to drive home and I turned on TikTok again. And the first thing is a Reiki healing practitioner that I really like was doing a live. And I'm like, oh, I could definitely use some peace <laughs> after all of the healing that I've been doing. So I turned that on, put it in the, you know, hands-free device so that I can drive safely-ish, and I start to drive home. 
And pretty soon, I mean, within like two or three minutes, she starts saying, the energy just got so big. I feel like your inner child is screaming. And um, part of how my fire was not acceptable was that I did a lot of screaming as a child. I was very much the black sheep who did not fit in with the system and would not agree to programming that I was being handed. And so I fought a lot, a lot. And there was a lot of yelling and I have a lot of shame or had, I had a lot of shame about how much my inner child screamed, how much I screamed as a child. So when she said that, I was like, oh yeah, that's my fire. <laughs> that's me and my fire energy as an, as a child. And she's like, but she's screaming. I'm not safe. I don't feel safe. And so I just started talking to my inner child and saying like, hey, sweet girl, I've got you. Like, I'm safe. I'm safe and I will keep you safe. You were always my responsibility and I didn't know and I'm sorry. And um, just just was talking to her and encouraging her. And this Reiki practitioner started, you know, sharing kind of that. She's like, did you ever have a parent that told you you weren't good enough? Like I see a mother figure, a maternal figure pointing at you and saying you're not good enough, which really resonated with me. Um, and then other people in the chat were saying, yes, absolutely. And it was so many people that this Reiki practitioner was like, we need to, to do clearing around that. Like, can we please do EFT tapping? And at that point, I was on the back roads and the video cut out, which was totally fine because I led myself through tapping and I was tapping mostly about the fact that I am infinitely worthy, infinitely worthy of love. I'm infinitely worthy of good things. I am good, intrinsically good, good enough for anything that I can imagine. Um, and really like reminding myself that I am an incarnation of source energy and that because I am of God, I then have the privilege of being lovable the same way God is or sources. So I'm tapping for myself. And then I had the idea to tap for my inner child. And I started tapping, but I immediately went back to my two-year-old self. Um, at two years old, the messages of not being good enough and not being loved in my family really um, amped up quite a lot because of some circumstantial stuff. And so I started tapping on her. I imagined her and I started tapping and telling her how worthy and lovable she is and how much I want to keep her safe and how I will protect her and love her and that she is source. And after I did that for my two-year-old self, I then felt pulled to a memory of myself at about six or seven in a time of major rejection and sorrow. Um, and I tapped for that little one. And then I remembered being 13 and saying to a person that I babysat for that I had just gotten out of a depressive episode and saying it out loud to them was the first time I realized that that was the truth. And so I tapped on that 13 year old. And then I went to the time when I was um, the most suicidal as a teenager and went and tapped on that 16-year-old. And then I went to a time in college when I felt the most rejected by a man, and I tapped on that 20-year-old. And then I tapped on my 29-year-old self, and so I tapped on, on her and 
had this incredibly powerful experience. I'm doing all of this in my mind, um, in my mind's eye, and I'm driving home, and I'm about halfway there, halfway home, and I'm like, I should share with people this concept of tapping, EFT tapping for those inner parts. It's having them learn the tapping or you tapping on them or whatever feels good or authentic. But I paused for a minute before starting to make that video and I, I asked myself why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. Why I'm currently in this situation at 37 years old figuring this stuff out now. And I realized, and this has been coming in waves, this realization has been coming in waves for the past few months, that I have externalized source and my guides, that I treat them as outside of me because I want to receive nurturance from them. I want to receive the care and love and proof of my worthiness that I didn't get in my childhood. And this, as someone who believes that I am source, that my guides are just different manifestations of source energy, and therefore we are all just one, I immediately saw <laughs> the fallacy in that desire. No one can give to me outside of myself. There is nothing outside of myself. So nothing can give to me that is outside of me. But the other part was that I don't need nurturance. I'm actually phenomenal at giving myself nurturance. I had just spent 45 minutes tapping and nurturing myself at all of those different ages. There is no lack of nurturance in my life. And I realized that that is because my childhood made me what I needed. And so here's the part that is still causing my brain to explode. So I believe that we are each a manifestation of source energy, that before we manifest in human form, we actually create the plot lines, the major um, plot points of this existence. And I believe in you know, multi-dimensionality. I believe in multiple timelines, all of that stuff, but I think that we're capable of creating all of those at the same time. So I believe that we agreed, that we wrote our own stories, and I believe that we agreed to what we're, we come here to experience on the grand scheme, like thematically. And I realized that if that's the case, there was no lack of nurturance in my childhood. If I'm writing the story, if I am source energy, I have gotten exactly what I wanted out of every step of my life. And that feels shocking as someone who has always looked at their childhood, even while they were in their childhood, through the lens of, that was not great. <laughs> Like, um, it was always painted with the brush of trauma and neglect and things that I wouldn't have chosen for myself. So to hear and to know in my very soul that this is what I agreed to, this is what I chose, and that there was no lack, that I got everything I wanted out of my childhood, it has made me the person who could then go back and give the nurturance needed to every part of myself who could come and do this healing and then 
express it in a podcast and share it with, you know, 12 people or 14 people or, or, you know, whatever, however many people hear this. That's what I created for myself. And there's no lack. And it's just me now. I don't, I don't need guides. I don't, well, I I love having um, the concept of guides. I really love it. Um, But I, I don't need any outside source to tell me that I can have the things that I want. I just am worthy of them and now can give them to myself. But I also know that that belief that we create or agree to the circumstances that we experience in this lifetime can be really controversial. That not everybody agrees that that is the case, especially if you've experienced a large trauma or a large quantity of trauma. It can be really hard to agree uh, to that belief system. And that's okay. Um, I don't know that I'm right. I just am holding that belief because it's a fun thought for me right now and helpful for me right now. It helps me feel empowered. But I can be wrong and that's completely okay. But let's entertain the thought that everything that you've experienced has made you and is making you who you will need in the future, in your very present, and in the past. So if you become the thing that you needed in your past, you can go back and do healing for those past versions of yourself. You can nurture and encourage and inspire and hold space for all those past versions that needed those things and perhaps didn't receive them. You can also do that for your future self and you can do that for your right now self. So the life that you've experienced is making you the person that you need. So we can think of it in that way instead of agreeing if you don't agree to the concept of you writing the script before you manifest on earth. So play around with that concept a little bit. Thinking of my own childhood, my own life as one that has not lacked any experience has brought a sense of enormous relief to me. It also feels empowering because I know that I can get to beliefs of my own wholeness, my own worthiness, my own lovability, my own power, my own freedom. I can get to those beliefs if I haven't already just by living my life and by looking for ways to get there. And so I want to encourage you that you have the power or are living the life that will give you the power to believe in your own wholeness and worthiness and freedom and lovability. Those things are true about you. They are true about you from the moment you entered the planet. They will be true about you forever after. In my belief system, they were true about you forever before as well, as you are an infinite being. But the messages of your childhood, whether they were from parents or siblings or other adults, those were never actually about you. They were about those adults' feelings of inadequacy, of overwhelm, of inability to parent in a way that cared for you authentically, that held space for you authentically, and that took responsibility for their own fears and failures. And so I just want you to know that there is space where you can understand especially as you're living this life and you're becoming an adult, realize that you may be the adult your inner child needed. You may be the authority figure your masculine needs to hear praise and affirmation from. You may be the divine heartbeat 
that your inner feminine wants to dance and play and create with. It may be simply you that gives and meets the needs of all of the parts of yourself. That was the gift of this three-day experience for me. And while I don't know that it will translate into others' lives, I wanted to share what came across for me. I wanted to share all that I could of it, because if even a part of that experience helps another, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. That is my divine feminine dancing in her glory. So I'm here trying to share all that I can with you. I hope that it's helpful. I hope that it makes sense or that even some part of it made sense. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I love you so much. I'm so thankful for you.